us start with a small brainstorm exercise with our guests. Feel free to think along. All right, guys, um, you might hate me for this, but now I will give you one minute to come up with a business idea. To make it easier for you, I will give you a specific sphere of focus. Let's say it will be a future of learning in our digital era. And I will set one minute and we will go. Okay, one, two, three, let's go. Anything that comes to your mind? Um, probably something with virtual reality. I was thinking the same. So nice. I was thinking already in the direction of like, uh, maybe you can do some uh, AR that you're in a room with some sort of glasses and it already explains everything that you need to know. Say if you're doing biology, I can imagine, you know, no, that's a good learn, idea. Learning to be a botanist, you can like look at the plant and you can see already the different definitions of what a leaf is and and the like. Um, I can also see this maybe for for children actually. Yeah. Uh, if they want to learn, you know, new words or whatever, you put the glasses on and you can see the plants. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Learning while experiencing the world around you. I think that will be great for indeed children, young children, to have glasses that you do see the real world, but then add the augmented part, indeed, knowing how to read stuff, maybe even hearing the right Three, words or something. Two, I think we just revolutionized one. education. <laughs> All right, guys. So to be honest with you, I was quite hard here because this uh, topic was given in the hackathon and people thought about it for 24 hours. And <laughs> 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 you just had <laughs> <the> one minute. <laughs> <laughs> As you can see, it is quite easy to come up with a business idea. However, in the beginning, you will see that idea through your pink glasses without even considering how feasible your idea is. What are the risks and downsides here? My dear guests, for example, realized slightly later that they haven't thought about ethical aspects, impact on people's behavior and many other important factors. In this episode of Overlap, how to come up with a business idea. Brought to you from Incubase, I'm Dmitro Balashov, and this is Overlap. Have you ever thought of becoming an innovative person, starting a business, or just get to know to entrepreneurship? Well, then this podcast is for you, where we hope to ignite the creativity and entrepreneurial spirit in your heart and mind, and to help you to become a student entrepreneur. Don't believe me immediately, but continue listening and hear out the stories of your fellow students who just accomplished that. So get ready to get inspired. Welcome, welcome to the Overlap. Today I'm joined by Tyrell and Anouk. Hi, my name is Tyrell Pantoflex. He's a co-founder and CEO of multi-award winning startup called Flex. At Flakes, they create smart recycling bins that sort waste automatically. Apart from all of that, Tyrell is still a student pursuing a double master degree in the course of Energy for Smart Cities that combines urban planning and energy management. Hi, I am Anouk Vesterday. She is a graduate student of Industrial Design Engineering. She was a part of a board of 501 and worked at Novelty to help students to start their own business. She worked before on a business idea. However, she hasn't succeeded in her journey yet. Hi, and that's me, your host, Dmitro Balashov, and I am a student and a part of a startup acceleration team in Novelty here at University of Twente. All right, Tarel, 
convince us with your one-minute pitch. And start. Recycling, sustainability, change. Can this be done with a real, practical, and scalable technology? I say yes. Waste that is not properly sorted uh, contaminates itself and contaminates each other and becomes too expensive for waste management companies to deal with. So what do they do? They landfill and burn it, and they pass these costs directly on to the businesses. And that's a shame. So we revolutionized this chain by creating smart recycling bins that automatically sort waste, leading to easier, um, cheaper, and cleaner waste management for these companies. And of course, having a better ecological footprint. So if you, as a company, would like to improve your ecological footprint and save costs while doing so, let's get in contact at hellowellplayx.net and let's make a positive change together. It is not complex, it's PlayX. Nice. <laughs> so guys, we have the struggles of coming up with a business idea. What kind of challenges we are facing with that? What do you think, Cyril? Can you walk us through the challenges that you faced during the development of your idea? Well, yeah, sure. I'm gonna have to begin a bit beforehand. So during my bachelor's of advanced technology um, here, I've actually had a myriad of different ideas pop up in my mind, um, anywhere from concentrated solar photovoltaics and as well, you know, towards recycling. And one of the, yeah, the largest challenge I had was actually not coming up with an idea, but focusing on one of those ideas. Um, my classmates may know that I've been trying a whole lot of different things during the, uh, during the year, the years of the study. And yeah, deciding to actually focus on one of them was, uh, was, was quite a challenge actually. But then um, it, became, it became nice, you know, being able to go with it a bit more. Uh, another one would be, you know, making, making it clear to other people what you're trying to do, um, trying to pitch it such that they know what you're talking about and they're not sort of confused. Even to this day, sometimes it can happen that you, even if you have a clear cut idea and you want to explain it to someone, it's still, yeah, but I, I don't really get it or, or this and that. And really communicating the idea to other people is, uh, is quite, quite the challenge, I would say. Yeah, it sounds really familiar because on my path uh, during the study, I also experienced that. So that you are so thrilled by coming up with something and you have the problem because, well, there's a whole world out there that you can tackle, you know. What, what should I do? What kind of problem should I solve? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, so that's I, I really feel that problem that you had because I experienced that as well. And Anouk, does it sound familiar to you as well? I kind of had the opposite, I guess. Um, the reason that I joined the board um, of an organization that helps other students to start their startup was actually because I really am interested in entrepreneurship and taking initiatives, um, trying to grab opportunities when you see them. But I just haven't really found my idea, I kind of feel. So I thought, how about I try to help others, see how they're doing, um, and experience uh, entrepreneurship from kind of the, the sidelines, so to say, but still um, you're quite, um, yeah, how would you say that? You're really interacting a lot with the ideas, with the people, and, and that was kind of my way to start focusing on entrepreneurship. And by now I do have some ideas. Um, I'm trying to work on one again. Um, 
I had one a few months ago and it's <laughs> very sadly, it already existed for just a few months before that. So we were just a little too late. But now I kind of feel like because I experienced quite a lot with other students, other people uh, in their startups, I now have more feeling for what I would like to do myself in um, my own startup, for example. And now kind of ideas are progressing a bit more than they used to. So. Yeah, but do, do you see, guys, that here it's important that you have certain passion, actually, at a certain sphere? Because what I found in this journey of finding my idea that uh, I was just trying to find the things that I would like to do. And do you experience that as well? Like, Tyrell, I think you also found that because you're also trying to tackle different ideas. Definitely, definitely. Um, there was a, at, at one point with, uh, with the startup, I was uh, speaking to someone that I wanted to sort of bring on. And that person told me that uh, it seems that I'm, I have a solution, I have an idea to, to do something. And I'm really trying to force something to make sense for that solution to happen. Um, and it made me have to think a bit more as to what it is that I'm trying to do because this passion that I really had was just that, just a passion. It didn't, it wasn't at that time fitting a specific market or having a real um, something concrete behind it. It was just, I want to do this, but I don't know how, but yeah, I want to do this, you know? So yeah, I've totally, I totally, uh, I can live, I can feel that, yeah. But Anuk, so did you have already passion set in your mind when you were looking for an idea? So you know already where exactly will you look for it? Um, well, I do come from the idea of having the passion for doing something, but for me it could be quite um, general. It could be many things actually. So it's not that I want to go into one certain direction, very idealistic, um, but more with smaller steps. So passion for me, I do think passion is very important when you start a startup or a company. Um, and I really think that that's shifted quite a lot from years ago when people would more likely to yeah, start a startup just to get money. But now I really feel like people really want to do it because of their passion. Um, but I wanted to have some passion for something that was also quite close by, something that you really feel for. and. I didn't really find that yet, so that was my yeah, big yeah. struggle actually indeed, finding that one passion that you could really focus on and that also had a market and all together would be a great idea. Well, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not always happened like that. That's unfortunately true. Definitely. Tyrell, do you think that iterations help you in founding players? Um, when it comes to one thing that I can say uh, or almost guarantee for most uh, entrepreneurs, if not all, uh, if you're starting out with a certain idea, it's going to change. So you're going to have an idea, one version of it that's out of this world and so amazing. Give it two or three months, you're going to be like, ah, but I could have done this, I could have done that, I could have done that. And then it will shape itself into something uh, quite different than uh, what it was in the beginning. In my case, um, the initial idea was to have people bring their plastics over. Uh, we would then shred them and sell them to the market so that they can be used in other recycled materials. And um, we would remunerate the people who brought these uh, plastics to us. Now, the core idea of that was, you know, as a certain plastic bank, so to speak, that would be helping both people in uh, developing countries as well as developed countries. Now, you can imagine that, you know, this is a interesting idea, but at some point, 
when you really try to look at it, you just have this passion and you sort of force this thing to happen and it doesn't really work that way. Another thing that also happens is, um, you know, finding the right team, finding the right people that you can um, spar with to make the idea more concrete. Yeah. And of course, uh, a couple of times you do need to feel uh, a bit bad about uh, where your idea is and Definitely. how scalable it is to really make you decide, okay, can I continue with this or should I pivot and should I do something else? And uh, those experiences happened a couple of times with me. Um, we actually were, so the first idea um, of having this sort of plastic bank was yeah. uh, when I pitched it uh, at a Philips Innovation Awards uh, interest uh, thing that was happening at the LMIF. And at that point, it was cool. Uh, I participated in the Philips Innovation Awards. They even gave us best executive summary, which is cool, with that version of the idea. But then uh, this was in 2018. And then moving into 2019, um, we had to sort of make a full business plan with it. And a uh, rookie mistake that I made was littering the business plan with like a bunch of extra ideas that can be done with it, like AI, blockchain, all of the buzzwords. That everything you, there. Every, <laughs> single bu every single buzzword you can. Eh? And it's, it, it didn't really, it lacked a lot of substance. And so the judges had a field day with me to uh, explain how, uh, how unrealistic this seems, how, um, how yeah, moronic it was to expect that this would work, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I think they just wanted to stuff you a bit to make you think. To yeah. Also, uh, yeah, give it a thought process on what you would like to do exactly and why, why, why would should you should you do it actually at all? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, at the time, you know, it's a really bad feeling that you feel like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I can't think of an idea. I'll never be a great entrepreneur or nothing like that. But um, I think it does go back to you know the passion of wanting to do something. And so, even in light of this uh, this low point, uh, the passion continued driving me to you know make a different version of it. At the same time, I've uh, ha been introduced to more people. Um, I met uh, my co-founder, Victor. And uh, with that, we've been working more to really make the idea a bit more concrete. We even had uh, a different version of the idea now than it was last year, actually, for the UT challenge. Yeah. Last year, we were making a smart bin that can identify plastics and uh, help that for location intelligence for companies as well as governments. And now we're doing a smart recycling bin. So. Even um, within the span of a year and still being in, I would say, I guess a public sphere, the idea can still change. And there's even a chance that, you know, maybe in one year the idea will be something even better. Yeah, you just adjust it on your way. Exactly. Yeah. So you basically can say that before founding the PlayX, you had that kind of slope down before going up. Before, of course, you have to uh, hear other sure. people's opinions about your idea and because they are actually out there, your customers, you have to find them. And it's probably very <laughs> hurting you to hear that your customer that you were pointing at saying that, nah, it's not actually what I want. Yeah. But it's not only the customers, right? it's also um, people that are closer to you, your friends or family. When they, I appreciate them because of that specifically, eh, that they don't really care that much on if they make me cry or something because they yeah. know that by uh, giving you the hard truth, you will learn from it and you become a better person, so. Oh, that's definitely good to hear that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it happens. But um, when you bring the idea out to the customers as well, you know, you, you sometimes get uh, 
oftentimes in the beginning you, you get a good amount of rejections yeah but what's the, but then they're coming to you and like okay but what's your why why do you do that mm. and you and then you're getting a bit stuck uh that's what i found when when i was trying to do some hustling you know in that and what's my why i was i was not able to answer that properly and you can always say well because i'm trying to get money you guys <laughs> yes but <laughs> i knew that this is not right and this is not how i wanted to do it mm -hmm. and that's why i felt like no i need to have a specific reason and perhaps doing those uh, working on those ideas i was trying to understand what is my passion is mm. because also trying different things but that's very important yeah yeah de definitely and and you said that y the idea already existed however um I have a belief that you still can work out your idea, even if it's similar, just by adjusting it. Um, Especially if it's only a few months, right? Yeah, it's it's true. Um, but I think it is really depending on the market that's there and also on the product, of course. So in this case, um, it was really a really new way of, um, well, to just tell in short, um, we were wanting to make a new platform to find rooms, for example, here, student rooms, um, and combine or connect the people that are looking for a room with the people that have a room in their house. And we wanted to do it in a different way than already existing, um, because we really felt that there was one spot for it um, in a new way. And exactly our idea, the way we wanted to do it, already exists for that few months. So um, the unique selling points that we wanted to add in comparison to what already existed, uh, those points were exactly what the other um, people did. So we couldn't really find an extra unique selling point to that, um, except for starting here and yeah, trying. Um, but we really felt if they would just put a little bit more money on marketing, they would just totally outrule us. So it was um, more like a reasonable call to say, okay, we're just not going to make it right now. It's just just too late. Really felt like, can we just twist it a little, pivot it? Um, but yeah, the points that we thought were unique, that's exactly what they were doing. And yeah, it was unique in the market, but not when they are there. So Well, I think that if uh, a student especially international student who comes here at University of Twente, they will definitely look at every option. It <laughs> doesn't matter. They will, <laughs> even even if they have, have <laughs> right, the same yeah, yeah, selling points, they will be still so desperate to look at housing. So <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, do you also see, I, I know I'm getting a bit nagging here. However, do you also see that um, there is, was missing, missing a bit of passion. That's why you didn't proceed because you, if you would be really uh, getting into there and try to do your best, trying to interview your customers, do whatever you can, uh, and yeah, you you didn't want to do it because of first of all competitors. Yeah, that's totally a valid reason. However, if you were really passionate about it, you could have still proceed. Do you think that or mm. or not? Yeah, I think if you're really 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 passionate about it you would maybe try and fight your way through it indeed um but yeah for us it was more that we were just thinking is it feasible right now to do it like this um aren't we taking too much risk because of course entrepreneurship oh, yeah. is taking risks um but in this case 
especially for a first idea that we were really going to work on that much. Um, it was getting too risky, I guess, to just try it um, because mm -hmm. we do need quite a lot of um, time and money to get there to make uh, the product. Um, and then you would risk quite a lot um, knowing that there is a competitor just starting that already um, was in the news a few times as well. Uh, very local news, but still they were in the news. So mm -hmm. um, it's difficult to assess your risks at that moment and say, yeah, you know, maybe we can do this. But we were at that moment, we thought, yeah, it's just getting too too narrow. That's so. a smart thing to do anyway. Huh? I mean, for all the passion that you have, you still need to always stay uh, realistic, right? That if there really isn't that much that you can do with this version of your idea, then you know, know when to quit and do something else or pivot in a different way. So it's, um, it's, it's actually good that you did that because you already realize, you know, this is gonna be a tough battle ahead. And instead of deciding to sort of bring everyone to the slaughterhouse that you decide, okay, we'll do something else or try to find a way around it. Um, however, I mean, if you really, really did have the passion for doing it, Likely there might have been, well, likely there would have been something, some differentiating factor between you and the other company. It could be, you guys can be doing the same thing, but just the, the passion that you might have uh, might also show itself in the product, and yes, that right. might also bring the customers closer to you. Um, there's a lot of companies that do a lot of the same things, and some companies are solely in it for the money, hmm. and other companies are really in it to make a transformative change and you can sort of see that and people react to that and yeah. you know your customers yeah. can come to that just based on the fact that you know they can feel it yeah, than the other company yeah you don't have to quit an idea just because there is competition of course um, but in this case yeah the other um, company is also a young startup um, so you guys also somewhere in the 20s started this yeah. so you could say like yeah tough competition are, yeah exactly <laughs> tough competition like we are indeed um, motivated to do this we may have passion for this but who says that they don't have it for example and uh, right. yeah for this idea um, they started in Utrecht which is quite a large city and we would start here in Enschede <laughs> and the differences between those cities as well make that the way we would set up the pr platform could already be um, different and if we would want to go to Utrecht from here it may be yeah it will be harder than going the other way around yeah so a lot of risks so we decided not to continue but um, strategic move yeah <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> but yeah but it, I do realize that my um, take on yeah ideas new ideas um, often comes from my own experiences I guess uh, so this idea came from my own struggle in finding a room in Utrecht. Oh, yes. Yeah. So I thought, like, why isn't this Coincidence. such a platform? <laughs> why doesn't it exist? Well, <laughs> it does now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's often the way I approach things and how you are kind of your first customer in a way as well. You want to try and solve your own um, problem. And that's usually my take on new ideas, finding new business, for example. But other people may have a totally different approach. Yeah, yeah. I actually have a um, a story about a similar problem. Actually, come to think, um, around 
actually after the the UT challenge, um, the idea was pivoted again. So instead of it being um, a bin that can class that can identify uh, plastic and uh, other things to help with location intelligence. Um, the idea was now pivoted to do some sort of gamification of that so that people can get some sort of points and awards for, for throwing things into the right. And, uh, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so that was the idea for a while until I came across another company doing exactly that. Oh. And uh, my experience with that was quite fun. Uh, fun with quotation marks. <laughs> because uh, I internally threw a fit because <laughs> I was like, what? Them doing this? Ah! And you know, what was crazy is that with that version of the idea, this company had um, EU grants and all that good stuff. And they were also in the news and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I was like, again, one of those, one of those moments of like uh, going, feeling down. Um, but then, you know, I guess it's, it's still a thing of, do you want to keep doing something in this field or not? And you end up pivoting. Uh, and how did your friends react when you introduce them to idea, Tyro, for example, when you introduce them, <laughs> what was their reaction? <laughs> well, usually their reactions are like, here we go again. So <laughs> 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 nice. he has another one, let's go, let's, let's hear it out. Um, but no, in, in general, um, my friends, of course, they, they give their feedback. They say why they think, why they hate it. Um, they say why they might like it. Um, and then they gave me feedback by asking me a lot of uh, annoying questions. How will I do this? How will I do that? Can you do that? Do you know anyone who can? Blah, blah, blah. Um, and over time, you know, they, they come around. Yeah, so they were bringing you to the reality. Like from you were taking off your thin glasses and seeing what is actually out there. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, nice. Exactly. And I, I really appreciate them for that, even though sometimes it, uh, it gets really annoying. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, you know, I just want to punch them, but yeah. Um, at this point, though, um, I will say, uh, not specifically just my friends, but at some point, uh, people start to recognize when you start making strides. So um, um, well, let me think. Around the time when it was November of last year, so around this time last yeah. year, the idea was then pivoted to making a smart bin that can sort waste. Yeah, so at, at this point, I do feel the, the warm support of my, my circles. That's important to have. Yeah, yeah, it's important to have, yeah. yeah. And Anouk, uh, was it for you as well? Were you sharing your ideas with your friends as well to, for them to give you feedback, to evaluate it or crush it, whatever? Um, yeah, I do usually talk about it with, for example, my uh, housemates. Um, I kind of just tell them about the idea, just what I'm doing, what I'm thinking of. And usually it's more, um, for me at least, often more inspirational. Um, I just get new ideas from it or new possible functionalities, for example, things you could add or things you should maybe leave out to start with. Um, so usually it's for me more on brainstorming, inspiring, um, because I am kind of my own biggest criticist <laughs> in my head. I already go over every good thing, every bad thing, everything that could happen with it. So usually I am criticizing my own ideas already and then I just talk about it with others and if they're um, agreeing with the good points, for example, I kind of really think, okay, so this 
this should be really in it and this is something really good if they say it as well. So that's usually the way I... Yeah, but do they give the same reaction as Tyrell's friend? <laughs> um, not yet. I think I don't talk about it that much. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> One advice I would give to uh, aspiring entrepreneurs, if you have an idea, um, don't be afraid for people to completely uh, take their number two on that because it will, uh, it will hurt, but this is the sort of pain that you're gonna have to go through if you really want to uh, get to something that makes sense. Staying in a bubble of happiness and good stuff uh, with your idea is cool and all for like the first week, but you know, at the point when you start really needing to make something happen, you're going to need to go through this hardship, you know? And it's, it's interesting because a lot of these uh, success stories that you see in, in the world is really from people who have gone through these type of things and experienced the pain and got out of it on the, on the right side, you know? Uh, J.K. Rowling, I think she was rejected, what, 12 times with, with oh, yeah. uh, the Harry Potter series before she ended up, I mean, look at her now. Well, um, and other stories like that, you know, so um, don't be afraid. Uh, find people who can really uh, poke as many holes in it because when you patch those holes, you really get to something concrete and really strong. So that's, uh, that's my advice to you guys. Yeah, definitely talk about it. For sure. Yeah, that helps. <laughs> then we'll go to break with questions. And so here's pretty simple. I name you, I, I give you a question and you have to give me an answer uh, on that question. And let's start with the first one. Is how many percent of millennials said that their career goal involves starting their own business? What do you think, guys? Uh, Probably the 40-something percent. 40-something percent. I would say the same, yeah. Yeah, really. So right now that you guys are trying to be more and more independent, only 40? I mean, I would imagine, sure. I mean, there's a lot of people that want to, but in at least my experience, a lot of people that just want to get a job because life is really hard. So sort of um, going in the direction of going against the grain, so to speak, and making your own thing and all of the stuff that's included with that, I would imagine that still a good amount of people would prefer to get a job first. Maybe then later on in their life they would try yeah. to do something, but yeah. their shortest term goals would probably not be to start their own things. Yeah, I agree. Plus I also think, um, especially my bubble is a university. Yes. And <laughs> I've done quite a lot of things, of course, with students that are entrepreneurial. So based on my bubble, I would say that there's quite a lot of people who would like to do it. But um, outside my bubble, there is another entire world with a lot of people that are also millennials. Um, and I think they may have quite a different approach. Yeah, I just want to make memes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so the answer is, is 67% according to the website Factonite. Oh. And that's also quite amazing. And so I'm thinking that 67%, I mean, it's quite a large number, I, I must say. Um, you wouldn't guess so, right? I mean, no, not at all. So I'm thinking maybe you know that 67%, they were probably thinking of you know in the direction of freelancing or at least doing something just for themselves, but not really uh, in the direction of starting a Doesn't scalable business. Doesn't have to be a full-time yeah. business, for example. It could be something you do next to working for another company. Yeah, I mean that would make sense. I think everyone is trying to get some sort of self-actualization, right? That they can do yeah. something for themselves. 
be it a hobby or a business. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they also the thing that they want to work exactly that they in the sphere that they're interested in. Mm -hmm. That could be also one of the things. Yeah. However, if we will come to another question that I have for you guys is how many percent of founders think that talking to people firsthand about their dream business is helpful? About their dream business is yes. helpful. I think, well, you we all experience it here. <laughs> 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 but how do you think, how, how many percent of people think like that as well? That talk to other people will help, will be helpful indeed. I would hope 100%. <laughs> <laughs> well, the reality is a bit different. Yeah, so I'm going to assume maybe, uh, yeah, I'm going to say 70%. Anouk? Mm -hmm. um, well, the question is a bit about what you said firsthand. Yeah, that you just share your... Yeah, to family or to friends, family, for yeah, example. Friends, yeah. I could imagine people being a bit scared to kind of share their ideas. So Could be. I think in that way um, it may be quite low because they think like, yeah, you just want to be positive. Like, especially if you tell your mom, for example, they'll be like, oh yeah, great. You're doing <laughs> great. I'm so proud of you. So uh, I can imagine. Like whatever you do, oh yeah, yeah. you're doing great. <laughs> so maybe in that case, it may be indeed lower. Um, I would say, well, I hope at least above half. <laughs> above half, okay. 60% perhaps. All right, all right. If yeah. it comes to indeed f asking for help from other people, um, not only your family or friends, but professionally um, or via organizations that help startups, um, I hope indeed it will be 100%. Given yeah. the, the, the perspective you just put on it, I'm thinking now closer to 30% because um, I can really see myself, people in the shoes of being afraid to share their ideas because they're afraid of sort of rejection, there's a sort of fear of rejection type mm -hmm. of thing, that if you give your idea and then someone says, nah, it's, it's horrible, it's never gonna work, you know, it's not good for them, they don't feel good, so they'll try to avoid that. Especially from people close by, indeed. Yeah, so I'm gonna flip to the opposite side, <laughs> to 30%. Hmm. Oh, you got quite pessimistic there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would hope it's a really high number, but you know, yeah, people are quite scared even, for simple things, so yeah. It's well, fortunately for the world <laughs> and the people in there, <laughs> we have 73% according to UPS store. Wow, okay. Yeah, so that's good to hear, right? So people are brave actually and- I'm Very happy. Keep it going. Yeah, brave lions and uh, <laughs> they're just sharing their, yeah, ideas with people. So that that's what should, that's exactly what should be happening. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is so that's this uh, is good. Good thing in the morning to hear, right? <laughs> yes. Don't be afraid to show your ideas to people. Definitely. Yeah, definitely not. So, guys, uh, let's discuss what kind of suggestions we can give to our dear listeners to come up with a business idea. Cyril, do you think that um, from your journey, is there something specific, specific tip? that you can give to listeners that they can take away? Yeah, for sure. Um, as I already mentioned, you know, make sure that you um, speak to as many people as you can. Um, passion is also a very important thing. However, there are, of course, um, different ways of coming up with an idea. And I would uh, share a very useful tip or um, a sort of, um, how do I say, 
a high level skill that you can try to master, that you can try to use. So uh, listeners, get ready for something. There's this thing called uh, systematic inventive thinking, where what you do is you uh, take a thing and you make the most uncomfortable removal of an important part of it and force that thing to work. And once you go through the steps, it is going to be uh, mentally, like some mental gymnastics to do so. Where you think to yourself, this is crazy or whatever. If you actually go through the steps, you'll uh, find something that can be very interesting. So if we take an example, um, like a bike, for instance. If you have a bike, one of the most uncomfortable things you can remove, one of the most uncomfortable uh, features that you can remove of a bike would be the wheels. You know, what's, what's the point That's of having a bike? Pretty sad then. <laughs> you don't have a bicycle but yeah, anymore. It's a bike without <laughs> wheels, but you then think of what, what do you still have? You still have the frame, you still have the handlebars, you still have a bell. Um, you can still pedal technically. So what can you do with this? You can use it as an exercise bike. You can put it somewhere and people oh, nice. can start exercising with it. This is not something that I knew that uh, existed until I was doing uh, my double masters. So this is something that, uh, I mean, I was sort of explained in my course, Energy for Smart Cities. And honestly, this sort of systemic in, uh, inventive thinking can really, really help uh, transform the way you think of making an idea and getting to an idea. And also can use these techniques um, with other people. So you can go to them and also ask, like, okay, what's missing for you in what you're doing and try to also, okay, if you're doing this process, for example, now take away something very important that you always hold on. I don't know, use an Excel sheet, like, for example, for office workers, what they will do. Exactly. And they have to come up with some more ideas. So I think it's, yeah, it's really nice. Exactly. And actually, that's a good thing that you mentioned it because this will also get help you to gauge uh, what they would do uh, with trying to find another solution. So if there was no Excel sheet, how would they do things? Would they write things down or would they just speak to their friends? Then maybe you can decide, okay, you can make some sort of service or product that can cater those to those type yeah. of people who don't have uh, Excel, for instance, or anything of the like. So if there's one golden egg that I can give in, uh, in this podcast, it would be this, this tip. Yeah, that's really great. Anouk, do you have any other tips? Yeah, well, for me, um, I decided, of course, to join a board to help others with their startup ideas, um, which is, for me, was a way to get into some sort of community around entrepreneurship. Um, so, yeah, bringing that down to a basic, I would say try and find um, some sort of a community where you can be around other entrepreneurs, maybe if you don't have the idea yourself, maybe you can join someone else in their idea and help that grow if you feel passionate about that idea, for example. So you don't always have to be the one having the idea, but if you really want to be an entrepreneur, you can also join others. That really doesn't matter. No, that's really nice to be in with the community. I think that helps a lot because you're so inspired by other people. And if you feel like giving up on what you do, you know that there is someone else that can tell you. Hey, no. come back, you can do yeah. this. You can do this, come on, seriously, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, for sure, you have some creative people around you who can inspire you to, even with your own idea, think of it in a different way. And maybe then, out of a sudden, it does work for you. And Yeah, yeah. That's go ahead, yeah. Definitely true, yeah. Yeah, really nice idea. Uh, that 
actually you don't have to rush in coming up with a business idea at all because when you're trying to push it out of you <laughs> it doesn't really, really come out up in the wrong way yeah at first it seems like a bright future but eventually you see that it's uh not really working so do you agree guys that there should be you should not really always rush with it well how is it for you tyrell i well you for you there was a possibility to start and you, you kind of had the rush in starting uh, as i can see <laughs> well there's always this this thing of uh when you have an idea that you sort of want to get it done as quick as possible you're just staying up at night or maybe not everyone but i was uh at least in my experience i was staying up late nights just writing the ideas down trying to figure out what i can do and get something done as quick as possible because there's just so much of a of a burning flame um and i would say yeah it's it's not a good idea to do that actually um because what you end up doing uh, by sort of rushing with your idea is you get into this real pinhole mentality that you only see this and this is where you're going and you're not stopping for anyone. And not seeing what's around you. Exactly. So when you eventually go so far with this one direction and you decide to speak to somebody <laughs> and they're like, whoa, what are you talking about? And then yeah. you end up breaking your train and potentially, you know, like that's getting discouraged uh, even though you put so much of uh, your attention to it in such a short amount of time so i would say i mean it's of course never good to rush but it's also never good to take your time and sit back because if you do that of course you are opening the door for competitors to do something else to yeah. to do that same thing or even worse you to lose your interest in, in doing that idea so I mean, it's it's always a thing of balance, right? <laughs> that yeah. you, of course, you want to get this thing done as quick as possible, but you should also recognize that if you rush, uh, haste makes waste, and so you don't, you shouldn't be hasty. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely the balance point is so important. That definitely. Uh, I personally, I did not find that balance. Uh, I was just rushing, in my experience. So I was, uh, yeah, just going trying to work it out and. But it didn't work out well. Yeah, mm, I was just happens. creating that. Uh, I couldn't find bicycle tracker. You're making a bicycle tracker. Yeah, I was trying to make a bicycle tracker because I could not find my bicycle. Yeah. Ah. You know, here in Netherlands, you're coming out <laughs> of the <laughs> building. Coming out of the horse, and all of those yeah. bikes are there. Oh. That's that's. I was like, okay, that's really really not a joke. So I thought I need to come up with with something. You know, I was trying to talk to all the things immediately. I was doing many things once and yeah but because i had a, this clear strategy how it will work and i was not accepting that it will not go different way and i was trying to rush the strategy to complete as soon as possible because well why no one did it you know and then yeah it just um personally i didn't feel that motivated to continue with it when it said yeah we are not really interested yeah, that's uh, that's you know <coughs> one of those down moments, right? You get a rejection, and you're like, uh, but then it goes back to you know how strongly do you feel this pain? How strongly do you want to make this happen? Yeah, it was just like, it was not as a pain, but it was like yeah, would be nice. Would be nice. Would be nice. <laughs> yeah, what it was not solving the problem. So that's actually this is also a thing to consider while you're coming up with a business idea, is to think about uh, about your what prob what problem do you solve? So you should definitely think 
about that. For yeah. sure. But, you know, not only just think, you need to validate. If you think that you have a problem to solve, I mean, we were thinking with the, with the VR idea that we are trying to solve a problem for education in this direction. But we don't know if that's really something worthwhile for solving. Yeah. Maybe the problem is actually not just for babies, but people with disabilities who mm -hmm. have um, who can't read properly or etc. that they can use these things. Yeah. We'll never know unless we validate. All right, guys. It was a pleasure to have you here. Thank you very much for joining. Thanks for having us. That was a nice episode, right? I'm sure you agree with me. And now, let us come back to initial question. How do you come up with the business idea? Duh! Well, at first, passion is one of the most important drivers in your journey of finding a business idea. And you should not give up if you feel like you're losing a grip of it. Or people tell you that they just don't get it again and again. Just take their feedback, definitely work on it, come back to them and say, just give me a minute, I'm going to pitch you the idea that will blow your mind. And hey, listen up, determine your focus first and don't get lost in your passionate ideas. Second, 73% is not enough, right? Come on, people, we can raise that bar of sharing your idea with other people to 100%. Don't let me down on this one. Third, systematic inventive thinking. Dear listeners, you can apply it with any object that you have. Or at the last option, use your friend's bike to test it. Fourth, stay in touch with community or even participate in it. At the worst case, create one yourself. Find some crazy passionate people with entrepreneurial spirit and let others not stop you. From Incubates, thank you for listening and feel free to spread the word and share this podcast among your friends. Many thanks to Anouk and Tyrell who joined us on this episode for a fruitful discussion. Support for this episode comes from Novelty here in Anskadev. I'm Mitro Balashov and I will catch you on the next episode of Overlap.